Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. Hey, everybody. It's the first episode of 2024 Work For It Business in the Workshop. I'm joined with Brian Cohn and Nick Tobin of Pickle Cutters. And if you're listening to this podcast, you should know one important fact about this podcast. This is we are now in the top 2% of all downloaded podcasts in the world. And that's because we have an awesome community of people who have supported our work, not just on other social platforms, but listening to this podcast, uh, supporting us through Patreon, and also leaving us a five-star review. Those things are super helpful. You can do that on Spotify, and you can do that on Apple Podcasts. So if, you, uh, if you've got a minute, please go do that because it makes a huge difference and it would push us hopefully into the top 1% of all downloaded podcasts in the world. I'm happy with 2%, but you know, hey, let's go for uh, the gold there. And uh, also I wanted to just quickly let you guys know that even though it's January and it's the beginning of the year, 2024, and I fully believe that uh, resolutions, New Year's resolutions are kind of... Uh, not so healthy. I think that people wait too long. They should just go for it and, and push ahead because today is you're the youngest you'll ever be right now, right at this very moment you're listening to this. You're as young as you'll ever be. And so you have time. There's a lot of, lot of land right in front of you. So you can go out and work that land and pull things from it. We are in one of the most fertile times of being a human being on planet earth. We have some mostly peacetime. There is large amounts of commerce being done because of the internet, the invention of that, and how we're able to leverage that and work together and make money and have a better life. And I, I, I started thinking about this because I started thinking like 2024. Wow, that sounds like we live in the future. I remember, you know, 25 years ago thinking like the year 2000 was, you know, like, oh, my God, the year 2000. Now it's 2024. And I'm just I feel like the same guy. But uh, things have changed significantly. Right. We have uh, better and more technology. We have uh, these devices in our hands that have a camera and a calculator and a phone and everything integrated. So you don't have to have all these other devices. Then it does all these things for you, which it can also help you make money and help you promote your work. And then I started thinking about all the people who think they can't do it and they're they're waiting or they're they're trying. They're looking for a sign. Well, I'm your sign. I'm here. I'm telling you right now, today, right now is the day to start that path to build something better for your life. I was a guy sitting in an office in a cubicle. I was tired. I was fat. And I just felt like I was uh, wasting my life making someone else rich. And I realized at that point that I had to try and do something for myself and bring myself up. Now, it would be a long, hard journey. It would be a lot of sacrifice. But I got to tell you, I wouldn't want it to do it any different. I enjoyed the work, I built a business, and I'm doing it with my friends. And that's the beautiful part about a self-made life, you know, where you can go out and you can do these things. Together, we are better. If we collaborate, we can do it. And I feel like this podcast has become an integral part of my success because business does not have to be what it was 15, 20, 30, 50 years ago, suits, ties, handshakes, dinners out, all of that stuff is kind of gone by the wayside now. I mean, people still do it and it does work, but now we have this, we are building a new industrial revolution using the internet, using the, the, the tools that we have in our workshops to build things and to sell things through the internet. It's an amazing process. And if you listen to this podcast, you know that that's how I did it. I just started to think outside the box, took some risks, made it happen. 
solved some problems, and together we did it. So thank you for an awesome 2023. Housemade in general was just, we had a record year. We did fantastic. And 2024, we've got even bigger, loftier goals. And you're going to come along with me on that ride. All right? And I'm going to bring you along. So let's go. Brian, let's do it. Let's work for it. Business in the workshop, baby. First episode of 2024. The time is now, fellas. Put your big boy pants on. Cinch up that belt. And let's go. Absolutely, man. I am so excited for 2024. 2023, like I said in my post yesterday, was the year of growth for Beco Knives. Um, started off the year in that little shop in Auburn, and look at me now. I am so excited to be able to do what I do for a living, and I couldn't do it without all the people that support me. So, man, is 2024 just going to be the best year ever? I sure hope so. Pickle, what do you got going on in 2024? I'm still praying for snow. <laughs> this, this is ridiculous. I yeah, it is. Ridiculous. I have been watching what's going on up there, and it's funny. It's like um, someone said, like you guys are just skipping winter this year or something. Pretty much, that's what it <laughs> seems like, dude. Like they're still calling for rain, like in the third week of yeah. January, and it's like, what the fuck's this all? All this bullshit going on? Like, why are we dealing with rain all winter? And why is it not a regular winter? Like all my memories on Facebook are full of snow. You want to hear something really <laughs> funny? It's never been colder in Florida. It's so odd. It is freezing here. It's like, it should... it's great. It's like, it's perfect. It's uh, like I woke up this morning. It was 48 degrees sun or sunny oh, and, shit. and blue skies. Oh, 48 degrees. It sounds like oh, it sounds very warm to you guys, but like we don't see temperatures, especially where I live. We don't very rarely ever see anything that gets into the 30s. So it's like, you know, if yeah. if uh, and it's been this way for dude, like almost two months, like we've just had nothing but like like the high today is 71, which in my opinion is perfect. Perfect weather. Yeah, that is yeah. perfect yeah. weather. They should change the name to climate reversal. It's weird, right? I, you know, it makes you wonder, yeah. like because I've lived here for 20 years now, I don't I don't remember ever a winter like this here. And it just seems Dude, odd that I've you guys aren't having and you you're not you're I've also seen... not very you're very you're like inclement, you know, it's like weird weather for you. Yep. Yeah. It's very and odd. uh I've never seen a green Christmas here. Like I've seen green Christmas when I was living in Connecticut, but I've never seen one here in my lifetime in forty three years. I think the last one was like something like in early nineteen hundreds, late eighteen hundreds or something like that. So does it make like you want to my father never seen? Does it make you want to like uh, almost like it throws you from your routine? Like you're having you're oh, confused yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I I'll admit it. I'm, I'm fucking hurting. <laughs> like my head, my head needs. But you, you have know, been you've been doing a lot of this CAD work and working with your 3D printer, which I've enjoyed fully watching the development, you know, I don't think people really change things up a bit. I don't think people but. realize, you know, the journey you're on right now is so They're probably not different than what you normally do and how you mm -hmm. took to it like a duck on water, which blows my mind because that's a tough thing to learn CAD and then dive right into 3D print. You're doing a great job with it. And you're now you're designing your own stuff, which is just even better. And you're printing it and it's actually yeah, functional. Man. But you know what? That's only my clothes that makes me look stupid. <laughs> Underneath all that clothes, there's a normal human being that could, like, you know, actually function and figure shit that's out. Funny. So uh, it's only my face that do. makes me look so dumb. Yeah, it's only my face. Yeah, it's only my. Don't don't judge me by my looks because I'll fucking hack you. Okay. All right, boys. <laughs> I feel like funny. I'm now the. I feel like I'm the odd man out not knowing CAD, so I feel like I need to dive into it. Now. It's, I, you know, it's hey, not listen. for everybody. You, you know, that's the yeah. thing is, is you, you may not see or you may not benefit from it like I did or like Pickles doing, but like I really do feel like it's the basis of all of my success is really learning that software. Mm. Oh, definitely. I could believe it because there's, 
there's a lot of what you do I see in cat and like like every time I wonder how to do something in cat I'm like I wonder how Brian does that <laughs> you know because I know you're on it daily well you can ask and me I and I, I give you that. my tips and oh yeah. Sh- t- oh yeah share with you what I do but yeah I'd rather titties than tips but yeah <laughs> <laughs> that you know here here's the thing Brian one of the things you might benefit from is actually just learning the knife side of things like in CAD yeah because I was telling like two D, yeah, that well, yeah, even the two D. But like I was telling Pickle, I'm like, man, if you can design a knife in CAD, you can literally design anything. Because the knife has all these this weird geometry, and you're also mm-hmm. having to tools and this make and the that. bevels and all that. Yeah, so there's a lot to it. So if you can do a knife, you can do pretty much anything. Yeah, and the the bigger the curve in the belly of the knife or whatever, you know that 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 bevel is not going to be made the same way as like say a straight edged uh, chef knife or whatever, you know, like when you're playing in CAD, like there's, like I fooled myself there. I was like, oh, I'm going to make this crazy design, and then I try cutting in the bevel, and I was like, there's missing oh. parts of the bevel, and it looks all weird, and this and that, and then I was like, what the fuck, you know? So it took me a while to figure that part out, how to cut everything up so it flows, and you know, create work lines, and this and that, and that was just all shit that I I had zero clue about, like I didn't know. And then we have you know YouTube University that you just ask stupid questions and you get smart answers. So that's how I figured it out. Like it's easy peasy. Hell and yeah. I just, if I need to, I go back to whatever for references, and then I was like, okay, I'm good again. Yeah, that's yeah, great. It's, well done. It is super great. It's really fun to see how quickly you're – I wouldn't say you're mastering it quite yet, but you're not far no. off. I don't want to master it. There's no reason for me to put all that time and energy into mastering CAD because, uh, you know, I don't want to build houses with CAD or anything. I just want to make what I need and – uh if I need to, you know, I could actually, because I've had customers ask me, you know, it'd be nice if I could actually put this in hand before we go through with design hmm. and all that. Oh, I wow. could actually, I could actually do that now. You can 3D print it out and send it out to them. Exactly. Or if they have a 3D printer local, yeah. just send it to them and print they can it print it out. Yeah. Because like I even like um, I, sh- I shipped a knife out yesterday, the last raffle I had last year. I, uh, I shipped a knife off and... Um, the the knife that I shipped off is the knife that I actually 3D printed too. Mm. So, you know, like I sent that off to the guy and I was like, here, you could have both. And he's like, oh, cool. And like his kid's going to get the plastic one, you know, the 3D printed one and they're going to probably play knife or whatever. But yeah, it's a, I just could actually send that off with the knife to the customer as well too and be like, this is where it started, you know? Speaking of, that is one of the things that I've seen a couple people do is make those little wooden version of their knives for when they go to craft shows. Yep. It's where um, they can basically, you know, parents can buy their kids that for a present or something, or a kid will just come by and, you know, oh, I need this wooden thing out of $5. Oh, five bucks, screw it. Why, why not? Um, I mean, 3D printed, you can put those things out for like a buck, I bet, and still make a profit. Oh, probably. Yeah, your yeah, software definitely. will tell you how many grams of PLA that you're using, and then you can yep. pump in the data and say, like, I pay $25 for a roll of PLA, and it has, you know, yep. however many kilograms or whatever, and it will do the calculation as to how much it costs to make that. So, yeah, it's a if, if you're interested in – I get this question a lot. If you're interested in CAD, I use Fusion 360. Pickle is using Fusion 360. There are a lot of other packages out there like SolidWorks and uh, I don't know. There's a, there's a bunch of them. Just look at the cost differential. I see people going, man, Fusion is so expensive. I can't afford Fusion. It's like 400 bucks a year. And I'm like, yeah, that's the cheapest, like decent CAD program out there. But you can yeah. do the free version like Pickle's doing. And you can get, but you can, you have a limited amount of projects that you can work on. Yeah. So it's just, it's just how it works. So And it's unpiratable. I try. <laughs> yes, you cannot. <laughs> it's all subscription based now. Yeah. So you have to it's sign Subscription web based. Yeah. You can't fucking, you can't. Yeah. I haven't found a workaround yet, but you know, there's other CAD programs out there that are free and fully functional as well too, though. But you know, I, I don't know. I didn't try anything else, but I'm, kind of comfortable with fusion i know my way around i'm sure they're all similar but i i don't know I, i'm fine with what i have now for what i'm doing 
I think that now the I'm just envisioning. Go ahead, Brian. I'm just envisioning Nick <laughs> Tobin, the pot smoking Canadian pirate. My God, does that sound like a T-shirt to me? <laughs> <laughs> One eye patch and a blunt. <laughs> shiver me blunt. <laughs> so I'm shiver me pickle. I'm I'm curious about um, your transition, if any, from <laughs> 23 to 24. And what that looks like. Have you guys done any strategic That's personal stuff, man? <laughs> <laughs> My transition is personal. I asked you not to bring it up on the What podcast. are your pronouns, Pickle? <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> it's dill. <laughs> I, you know, because the way I look at my years now is. Uh, you know, I see them as like, okay, this year we did this and it was kind of a free flow. Like every year I get a little bit more strategic about how I want to move into, you know, how I want to build my year out. I have a little more freedom now that I can do that. Do you guys think in terms of that, have you thought about like, this is a goal that I have for 24 and, and like, can you expand on that or tell me a little bit about it? I'll, uh, I'll go first because it's real quick. I'll figure that out tomorrow morning when I wake up. Yeah, okay. I knew that. I knew you're <laughs> you're not a planner game. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have no plan. What about you, Brian? Go ahead, Cole. So 2023 was definitely the year of shop growth. Um, getting into the shop, getting the shop up and running, and like filling it out to become a capable knife shop. This is the year where I hope to finish the growth period and start in the proper, you know, ma- not mass manufacturing, but like getting getting knives absolutely rocking, coming out of the shop at all times. Um, I feel like I've just about got everything that I could possibly want. I mean, not every uh, asterisk, not everything I could possibly want, but what I need now for what I do, I've got it, you know. So this is going to be the year of really trying to um, pump out as many knives as humanly possible and start bringing in more customers. Okay. So you're looking more towards a little bit more quantity is what I think yes. I hear you saying, so, because you're this year, 23, you were still, you were kind of like flatlined as far as like how many knives you could put out, but you were more focused mm-hmm. on infrastructure, putting in the right yes. tooling and setting up your new studio and your workshop and getting that all going. So 24, you don't have those roadblocks anymore. You're able to move into more of a production and also more of a sales space where you're going to be creating more content, right? I mean, is that... That's the idea. I got you. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I kind of feel the same way. And I feel like with Housemade, we, you know, we're a couple years ahead of you, like infrastructure-wise, we're there, you know, at adding a few tools here and there, like the bigger CNC and stuff. But I really feel like my... I'm in a productive year of product design, you know? So like last Mm. year we came out with the small wheel attachment, not an original design, just solving a problem. Uh, You know, basically taking the design elements from other makers who have designed their own and kind of made it better in my opinion, a little bit. And then, uh, and more affordable, of course. But then also moving into the the heat treating space, which is the rapid quench, right? Where mm. solving a massive problem of having to swap out your your uh, sorry about the chainsaws, by the way, these freaking guys just showed up. Um, and the uh, it, you know with rapid quench, we made twenty five of them, and we almost sold all of them with like very little uh, promotion. Uh, and yeah. a couple of key guys bought into it right away. Manny G from Parable Knives. He's like an early adopter of technology and in the work of knife making, which I really appreciate. And thank you so much for supporting my work, Manny. Um, and he ran his first cycle of uh, heat treatment and he did 16 blades without having to swap plates and just wow. one after another, after another, after another, after another. I can't even do three. And, well, yeah. And so, and then he recorded the process and wrote down the temperature drops to figure out, okay, how much, you know, what, how quickly could I do this and, and did it in like less than an hour. 
So oh it it became so because here's what happened with the rapid quench. We came out with it like a year ago, but didn't tell anybody about it. We started using it and we realized, okay, this works. You know, we know it works, but um, we we just stalled out. We, we were doing other things. We stalled out on it. We didn't, you know, aluminum was expensive, still is. So it was just really tough to like go into production with it. And then um, we we actually finished the design and got it you know, perfected in my opinion and started using it. And then when we started to slowly leak us using it, we got a whole bunch of people saying it'll never do as good of a job as water will. So like, you know, people Hmm. are pumping water through quench plates to cool them. Our argument for that is if it does not, if it's not as efficient as water, it's more efficient in the setup Right. So like you can plug this thing into an air compressor and it cools the plate and like how fast do you really need it to cool? It does the job adequately, but you don't have any pumps or any buckets or any water in your shop. You don't need any of that. You literally just plug it into a quick disconnect and and go. And that's the benefit. Well, when Manny was heat treating, he proved that it's as efficient as water, if not better. So it was like, okay, well, then there you go. It's, you know. So anyway, product design wise, we're moving into the heat treating space. I'm trying to solve the problem of propping your knives up in the kiln or yeah. the, the forge, which is not going very well. The Oh, no. So I, yeah, they're, okay. it, they're fragile and it's, it's really tough to keep them not, it's hard to get them to come out of the mold without breaking. So we're, I have to redesign that again. And I'm, I'm going to do it. This is like the fifth redesign. I thought for See, sure one thing, I'd be able to do it, but it's. There's it, one thing I was worried about after a while, like seeing where you're going with that process and the, the build, what you had until you just brought this up. Um, it's great. But what about like, if I'm doing a two inch tall chef knife and a stainless steel with a pouch, the height of my kiln and the height of that pad compromises my and my capabilities of putting uh, that pouch in there. No, nah, I think mm. you'd be okay because they're, they're really your the the spine of your knife would only be about a half inch above your floor of your kiln because it'll nest down in there with a pouch. I don't know how much height you have, but like in our kiln, I think we have like eight or nine inches we were able to put a, a pouch in there that was three, four inches tall and it was no problem. The, the bigger issue is that, and I think this is my design element of this is that it's, I used squares and then used a radius. So they look like little rounded over pyramids. And that was the wrong way. I think they need to be cylinders they need to be tapered mm-hmm. cylinders because I think they'll be stronger since the Wait cylinder will be more rigid than what, the squares. What, isn't isn't a tapered cylinder a cone? It is a cone, yeah. Brian. That's correct. It is a oh, cone. I was thinking what wow. about like a full, like, you know how ancient bridges were made with arches and they still standing. What if you just made like a, like domes instead of uh, arches? Like, Ooh, you make, like domes could half work too. Balls. Yeah, yeah that could work. Be solid. Yeah. It, it just needs it Make them need, steep domes, but yeah, it needs something that you can, you know, align the spine of a knife in and it could be propped up. It doesn't mm-hmm. need much, you know, it just needs something. The taller I make them, the more fragile they become. And it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, and I, what man. about just like, uh, what about just like slots running down the fucking platform? Slots like a groove. <clears throat> Unfortunately, slot, you need a draft. So when you pour anything into a mold, it has to have a taper. So the slot could work if it was tapered, uh, you know, so that it, at least three degrees. The that's another that's another pathway I could take. Slots could work, and yeah. it, if it was because you could still have like an inch thick of a brick and throw a, a half inch slot down there with the taper, and that will still hold the blade in there. I'm sure. How deep do you think the slot would have to be, though? Like a half inch. Like a half inch, yeah, for it to get the whole, you know, the the, the counterweight of it falling to its side and leaning up yeah. against the slot edge. Yeah. But that's, uh, that's, I'm pretty okay. sure a half inch should hold anything in there, depending, you know, on how 
wide that slot is. I like your dome idea. Yeah, I, I would worry. I would worry about. Um, I would worry about like putting in fillet knife material, like it being because floppy. if let's say, right? I feel like only a half inch it wouldn't hold as well. But I mean, the well, only way to find too, out if you is got to... curves in the blade design down the spine, like you're saying a fillet knife. You know, got that nice curve. It is. It is a surprisingly difficult process to create one of these. The the my first ones that I that I designed, they came out okay, and we fired test fired them a few times. And they work okay. It's just that when you go to reduce the size of them, that's when you start get they start getting brittle and they fail. And then it becomes like almost pointless because there's only two slots instead of four. So then it's like, okay, we need to redesign. Anyway, long story short is how about I've I've got another idea. Okay, for okay, you. go ahead. So how about now I've always thought, you know those little ceramic pegboard things that most people put mm-hmm. into them. Why not design something like that? But instead of using ceramic pegs, just use like stainless pegs. And when they when they inevitably fail, you just replace them because stainless steel, like quarter inch stainless pins, are so inexpensive. The, yes, the, uh, the so I own one of those that someone else made. Uh, some other uh, I don't know where I bought it from. Like one of the bigger uh, vendors out there, and it's basically a piece of ceramic that has holes in it and you can put these ceramic pins in it. Yeah. They are insanely brittle. So <clears throat> if mm. anything goes wrong inside that kiln, the knife falls over while it's hot or whatever, the ceramic portion of it breaks. I think I got like, well, make that off of your, your, uh, your brick material. What the hell? The why, refractory. Why am I, why am yeah. 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 The refractory. Yeah. It, you could make a pad out of refractory with holes in it and then just slide some stainless pins into those holes. It's not a bad idea. Consumables yeah. and replaceable. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. And like, not only that, you I'm could doing. get, you could get more slots in there than just four. Like you could do it like the Plinko design. Remember on uh, prices, right? Plinko yeah. where they were offset a little cool. bit and then, and then the holes would be offset. So you could take the pins and move them around and they would be, it would be more conformable. It's not a bad idea. I, I could try that. And then we could just, we could tilt it up on one side and call it the house made Plinko. The Plinko board. Yeah. The Plinko uh, kiln kiln board. Yeah, for sure. So the, the where I'm going with this conversation is, is in 24, I see myself releasing, obviously releasing a couple more machines and, and things that I've been working on and doing more collaborations with other makers. And, and, you know, the, the, the projects that we've done up to this point have been extremely successful for us and our partners, our, uh, the people who we've collabed with. So we really want to do more of that. Uh, the coordination portion of all of that is what takes the most time. So we're just, uh, you know, we've got people who are kind of waiting for us to get back to them on answers for things. And it's just like, you know, how big do I want to grow housemate? I, you know, the sky's the limit. We could really go big, big, but, uh, I feel like time-wise I want to be able to invest more, uh, energy into these projects. Speaking of which we are working now at, you've been seeing Ryan over at Gnome Hammer Forge. He has been leaking out in his stories on Instagram, the new hammer, the next round of hammers that we're doing. And we are doing a dog head style Japanese hammer, which is the next round of these. And there's some some technical and design issues that are making it more difficult. If the, the design I came up with is harder to make than a standard dog head. So I'm going to be releasing a piece of content. You're probably already going to see it if you're listening to this. I'm going to be doing it today where you'll get a chance to vote on what style you like the most. Mm -hmm. And then we will determine using that poll, which direction we go. I already know which way I want to go. It's just that the way I want to go, it's like eight heats to make the hammer versus like two or three heats to make the other one. So you can't always have your way, Brian. I just, that's not true. You can't (laughs) always get what you want. I know. Right. I have to grow up, Brian. That's what you should do in 2024 is grow up and expect people not to always give you what you want. Well, see, I can get what I want. 
It's just that how much is it going to cost me? That's yeah. the key. That's the money portion of it. Yeah. Now, here's my – so I remember seeing it. You, It's a dog head, but it has like a conical shape to the to the situation. Like what was what was the inspiration behind that? Uh, a traditional Japanese engraving hammer, yeah. which is a dog head mm. engraving hammer. And it's a lighter hammer, so it's less than two pounds. Um, the inspiration 100% comes from traditional Japanese dog heads. This is a more of an a- American take on it. But it is going to be a very uh, what we were aiming to do with this hammer was sell a hammer to guys who don't have this style of hammer in their rack. It's, you know, the cross peen was like the standard, you know, everybody's got a cross peen, but they wanted this hammer and we appreciate the support and those sold out on day one. And we're planning on doing another run of those. So if you want uh, one of those uh, cross beans, Ryan and I are going to, you know, do another run of them. And they'll be kind of like a standard item on the website that you'll be able to purchase. But these, you know, these first rounds that we're doing with these uh, collabs with Ryan, where we do like kind of a test run, the way we look at it is, is we're selling a hammer, you know, and we want it to be very functional for the people who are using it. And at the same time, the thought behind it is give these guys something that they don't already have to push them into something that maybe they have never done before, like engraving or texturing, you know, what, what are you using your hammers for? You know, are you just shaping things? Are you just banging out shapes and whatever else. Okay. This hammer might give you the inspiration to say, do a little bit of texturing or a little bit of engraving, like following uh, Matt Stagmer, Chris Cash, and those guys over at that works. If you look at any of their forging stuff, and bevels. there you go. That, and yeah, dog head hammer at this weight would be very good at giving yeah. you a bevel on an edge of a knife because it's not too heavy. You get that control and everything else. So, yeah, I, yep. I'm definitely stoked about it. And I mean, just like I saw it on his uh, stories and I was like, ooh, I liked where he was going with it. But I totally get the eight heat process versus three heats. Uh, I think we can get it down to like four heats the way I want it. Still. But still, well, it's, maybe, maybe yeah. with a uh, custom made house, made forge, he could. Yeah, but. Yes, and we are working his forge on is run, I think his forge <laughs> is running on its last legs. Yeah, you know, I need to get on that. I actually pulled all the plate steel out of the rack uh, to to start cutting out his uh, his forge. So that'll be that's in process in the in January. So we're gonna, you're going to be seeing some of that content. Um, that's the other thing is we're working on that hammer makers forge, which is uh, which is is going to be a fun project as well. I love doing that kind it's of like thing. It's like a farrier's forge, but on steroids. Yeah, exactly. It sure is. And that's so, another market too that you'll probably be able to hit with that type of forge is like the farrier's market. Because, you know, there are forges out there, just like knife makers, there are forges out there for us. But a lot of us opted to, you know, get a house-made forge and build it. So I'm sure that there's yeah. farriers out there that when they see that they could actually build their own forge mm-hmm. and enjoy that process, they're probably going to want to buy one off of you. Yeah, well, and I think the the attractive part is is that they don't have to reline it. You know, they exactly. can just open like the top and, and everything. That's yeah. yeah. You're hitting a whole other fucking market with that design. Like, yeah, it's not just knife makers anymore. I yeah. was talking about it a little bit on the pre-show on Instagram. Where, you know, that's that's the big thing for me is, yes, it is way more powerful than anything I've ever done. The Apollo is just it's a rocket ship of power. It's crazy. But also when something breaks and, of course, eventually something is going to break, a brick is going to crack or something's going to chip, whether it's just out of crazy amounts of use or me being a dumbass, something's going to happen. When that happens, I can t- pull off that top, replace that brick, and I'm good to go again. Mm-hmm. And it's cheap. Those bricks are not crazy expensive. Yeah. We've had it's easy, it's cheap, and it's powerful. What more do you want? We have had a few people, not a few, I'll say two people melt, melt their fire brick on the inside. Oh, that was wild. rated like for 2,700. No, the soft. And they, they melted it. And um, we're inspecting this now because 
I get it. The people, not everyone understands how hot these things get. And a lot of people who are running them are impatient. They want everything to get as hot as humanly possible, as fast as humanly possible. Okay. You, you really need to like, just take a minute and be patient because the fire brick that we like the castellite that we make the ribbon burner out of is rated for 3000 Fahrenheit that will melt (laughs) steel. Okay. And when you run it that hot and that for that long, uh, you'll melt your forge and they don't, people don't understand that they think like a standard Venturi burner and they, you know, no problem. And I can run it as hot and as fast as I want. You really can't. And you shouldn't because, you know, one guy was kind of upset and, Oh man, I can't believe that, you know, you, you design this to where it can burn itself out. And it's like, yeah, now you're, it's like you get behind the wheel of a car and then you get angry at the car manufacturer for making it fast. It's like, okay, I, I don't understand, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> hey, Ford, do you think you could tur- t- t- yeah. the GT you turn it down a little bit? You're yeah, supposed to protect me from myself. <laughs> I mean, give me a fucking break. I mean. But no, ser- in all seriousness, though, like, like, how fucking hot do you need to run that forge that it's like, seriously, like I, I'm, I'm forge welding billets and I'm not getting my forge. I use you as an example as all the time. Can get. I tell everyone to look at your forge. I, you know, cause these guys are like, Oh no, my fire brick didn't last that long. It melted or it crumbled or whatever. I'm like, yeah, you're running it too hot. You're just, you're yeah. running it way too hot. I go, I've seen look. some of your forges out there on reels, like glowing red on the shell. Like, Oh the, yeah. The, it's the door is like, they're frying about yeah. to melt yeah, yeah. Like the doors are about to melt off the fucking bar like you need turn, turn you your shit down turn it down you need two to four psi maximum yep. for anything two psi when is i'm where running you be mine running. when i'm running mine it barely comes off of the need like the yeah. needle barely comes off of the peg yeah. it is such a small amount of fuel that you need yeah. And even then, it's hotter than the forge I had before. Like, yeah, it's, it's so, so it's so hot. I need to wear gloves to move things around because I'm burning my my the, uh, hair on my hands. Oh, yeah. The needle yeah. might be up against you know barely up or anything, but that it's hard to account for that psi with that system. There's no delivery, back pressure. You know? yeah. yeah, there's no back pressure, so yeah. you can't. The only way like I could get an estimate of my psi is that I have a um, I have my tank going into a valve. And then I keep my um, my needle valve closed. So once I turn my tank on, then I take know. my regulator and I bring it up to four psi, just about. And then so you that, open the needle valve. Then That's I your, open the needle yeah. valve and creep that until I get my satisfying flame. You know, and and as your forge gets harder, you could turn shit down a bit because your, yeah. your your forge goes through a heating process. So if you're starting that forge right off the bat and you're expecting it to get to forge welding temps within ten minutes. You're stupid. Thank you, Cone. I didn't want to say the word. You literally t- <laughs> like I, I was trying to find something polite to say, but you took that word right out of my <laughs> mouth. And you're just plain stupid. I'm sorry. You, there's no point because all it takes me is a joint, and I'm ready to fucking forge well. Yeah, so 15 minutes. Roll a yeah, joint. Yeah. Take 15 minutes out of your time. And if you're not sure, flip it over, cook it a little more, and there's no reason I'm cranking the heat to get that little bit more. Just uh, it's. I need to do some education and I'm going to make some videos about this, even though I've made a couple already. Mm. I get a lot of questions about this and it's like, I, I, my favorite is, is, you know, how I don't understand why I can't, I can't get this, you know, um, I'm, I, I, my, I'm melting my door and my, the rail above the door is, is sagging. And in the, yeah, I know in the video, (laughs) I tell people like, look, you know, the set the the dragon's breath to be about two to three inches coming out from under the door. Well, what these guys are doing, they're cranking it to five to ten. Some guy, one guy had it at 15 PSI and he, <laughs> he, he goes, these doors don't last very long. And I saw a video of it running and I go, yeah, because you're yeah, running you're that forge at 3200 Fahrenheit. You're, you're anything that you run at that hot, you're going to fry it. And he goes. No, no, that's for, that's forge welding temperatures. And I'm like, are you forge welding 
are you making your own steel? Are you making woots? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. You, you're not. <laughs> this isn't a foundry. Can you foundry. even see the billet in the forge once it's fucking heated up? Like, Right. <clears throat> and it's it really comes down to me educating the customer. But at the same time, there's some common sense that needs exactly. to happen. And, I, and, and I'm not. If you're Apollo Forge, you have experience probably. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I think you'd hope so. Some people there there's some assumptions and I want to kind of like and I'm not saying that this has anything to do with your intelligence level more so has to do with your experience of how hot things can get. And I think people assume that it can't get hotter than it. It can't get so hot that it could destroy itself. And here's the thing, it can, because the that burner that we designed was initially intended to uh, light a forge and keep a forge hot, but also I designed it so that at some point I could pull it out and put it in a foundry and use it to melt steel and make woots. Mm. I did that so that we would, in the future, if we wanted to come up with a, a, a product like a foundry, uh, you know, to melt steel, that it would be possible. Right. And but at the same time, you you know, I guess I just assumed that people would understand what temperatures things are at, you know, without I mean, maybe just there's a couple. It's really not a huge problem, but it's something that I just think that people need to just take a minute and and be a little more mindful about using a device like this. You know, it's, I just don't know exactly how to say it sort of diplomatically, but other than, you know, be patient (laughs) and don't, and you know, don't crank that thing so hot. You really, if I light that forge, I light it at one PSI. And if I'm forge welding or if I'm working. So for instance, when Brent and I are making those 11 pound ashtrays, I'm running at four PSI. I mean, it's, I'm heating 20 pounds of steel, 20 pounds of steel in 30 minutes to forge welding temperatures at four PSI. So if that gives you, and for, and for instance, if I roll a piece of steel in there and it's in the direct, uh, if it's rolled up right up against or like two inches away from the burner where the little holes are, where the fire comes out of the burner, if I leave it there, the steel sags. Mm. So it means that it's getting 3000 plus Fahrenheit right at the tip of those little blue flames that are coming out of the burner. And uh, you obviously don't want that, right? That's why we put it on the side and not pointing down because I get that question all the time. Why isn't it not pointing right at the work? you don't want to melt your, your work and you don't want the carbon to leach out of the steel. Right. So that's important. That's why it's more of a furnace than a forge. Uh, so anyway, long story short is, um, if you're listening to this and you've got an Apollo, just understand that, you know, you gotta be patient and, um, you know, don't, uh, don't melt your forge. It's, it, it can happen. <laughs> We've seen it a couple of times. So anyway, I don't know where I'm going with this. I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. And seeing as how you guys both have Apollos in your workshops, um, Pickle in particular, because he's run one now for over a year. Um, and also, uh, Brian, you're just like kind of um, dipping your toe in mm-hmm. with it. Um, it's like, it's a good conversation to have with you guys because Pickle in particular has had massive success with forge welding and also welding uh copper into steels which requires a uh controlled environment yeah so i just i find it fascinating that you are able to do that so quickly using that tool you know without ruining how how i am i guess i i I don't know it's like the cad man yeah exactly when i when i go down the rabbit hole dude i go down hard like I don't mm-hmm. come out for days, and like I, I'm gonna try and not touch the 3D printer today, and actually clean my <laughs> shop and continue working in my shop because it's been two and a half weeks since I've actually sat there and done anything productive to my business. Like as of working on these five knives that are sitting there for three mm-hmm. weeks now. 
So uh, yeah, I gotta I gotta, I gotta get back in gear. But like I mentioned earlier at the beginning, is the no snow, no snowboarding, and all that is kind kind of like putting me down a bit, and I'm just trying to get back up from that. And mm. The struggle See, is real. It's more than one joint to get back up. <laughs> you're trying to not. You're trying to get away from the computer stuff. Well, today I think I'm going to be spending most of my day in front of the computer because my X tool is showing up today. Yeah, it is. it is out for delivery, and I am Ooh. so excited to start playing with it. You're gonna put. Uh, are you gonna um, import your logo and just like laser everything? <laughs> I might laser my forehead if I'm not careful. <laughs> everybody, everybody, when they get their laser at first, they're for like two days where they literally laser everything they can. <laughs> like you want to. I still do it. I, yeah, it's no, exactly. Fantastic. It's it's a great tool to have. So yeah, for sure. Uh, Lately, real quick, I wanted to everything. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's what you do when you get a new tool. You, you're you. It seems like you're playing, right? It it yeah. feels like play, and, but and the I'm reality is money too. So exactly that it it feels that way. Uh, by the way, we could have a whole conversation about. Um, I, I don't know if I really want to bring this up, but. We could have a whole conversation about um, the belt hangers that you're selling in Canada (laughs) through us and how another maker literally downloaded the file and put his logo over mine and then started selling it on his website. And when he got called out on it, he had a massive meltdown about that. And I went, I I had to step away from the situation because it felt very... (laughs) Uh, yeah, it, it was... felt like I was I was getting sucked into it, and I because the guy denied all plausibility. And I'm like, I have the receipt of you <laughs> downloading it from my website. What Literally, about last? what are you doing? Come on, I'm not gonna say his name. Aww. Everybody knows he ended up deleting the posts Dang. and getting yeah, deleted off of Facebook groups and stuff because of it, because wow. the admins and everybody knew what he had done. And it was because like, if he's if he's willing to do that over that free product, yes. he's willing to do it on other things. Because hundred like percent, when he posted his post, like I was already in the talks of making these belt hangers and putting them up for sale here in Canada, and I was literally printing my first one. It had two minutes left before it was done, and I'm scrolling on Instagram impatiently waiting for this 3D printer to stop so I could see this first belt hanger. And uh, post it, and then I see his post, and I was like, oh, shit. I was like, look at this, Brian. (laughs) And then Brian's like, motherfucker. So uh, (laughs) First thing I did was search his name on my website, and it was like three days before he released his product. He had downloaded mine. It was December 21st. And anyways, I I was like, you know what? I'm just going to post mine anyways, and we'll see how this goes. You know, it's like. And I told him, I was like, you beat me to it, but like, I was already thinking about it and uh, I'll let the community sort this out is what I did. And I he did. got blasted. I, because he got my... blasted in the comments on every platform he posted that on. And people yeah. were like, what do you, and then he uh, literally died on the hill. He kept saying <laughs> it's his design and that, he, and I, I'm like, so then like, I was just messaging people. I'm like, here's the receipt of him downloading it from two days before this. And people are like, is this guy Real. literally saying that he designed this thing? It, it's ex- an exact copy of what yeah, we designed. Copy paste. Oh and, my goodness! Yeah, and, and like my post ended up getting all of us deleted. fired up. My yeah. like my post that I did on a, one of the groups that I posted that he had posted on after I posted mine, like two hours after I posted mine, he posted his to the group. He caught all the heat on that group too. And uh, both of our posts ended up getting deleted. <laughs> I so, I mean, I don't. So I was I like, all right. Oh, go ahead. I think that the admins just wanted to put it all to bed because. Yeah, yeah, but that's not that's not right because I had done absolutely nothing wrong. Okay, I bet you right. if you I bet you if you I had reposted said nothing. It. Oh, no, I got the rights to repost it. I okay. dude, dude, you don't fucking step on my toes without expecting me to get mad or bark at you, right? Because I, I, I did exactly that. I was like, hey, this is not fucking right. I did absolutely fucking nothing wrong. This is what went down. You guys might have missed it, but there's no reason for my post to have been deleted. And this community is all about helping and supporting each other. And right now, you guys are taking the support away from me from denying that post. 
So did they, they let you repost? Bullshit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, they did. All three okay. admins got back to me and they're like, "Yeah, you could go ahead and repost that." Yeah, mm-hmm. but but the other maker was not allowed because well, I don't was... know if he was not allowed or he just doesn't want to go yeah. through with it again because like it's just totally fucking nonsense you know and there's and there's a way of doing things like you know like hey buddy uh, i got this customer that wants belt hangers with my logo on it and i'm inspired by your design is it okay for you know i use inspiration around your i would have said yes in two exactly. seconds exactly i would have said yes and it, it it would have been fine if he would have just said something to me. Yes. But and then people would have lashed out on him, and then he would have said like, "I talked to Brian, and it's okay." Yeah. It's and okay. that would have been no the problem. end of it. Like zero I, like, issue. I have a knife on the bench right now that very resembles a knife that my, my Matt Gentry makes, and you know the handle is completely different. The handle style is completely different, but the blade form itself is like his his muck. So mm, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's some similarities to it, and. I I had it on paper and I messaged Matt and I was like, dude, I, I love this knife. I love your work. You inspire me a lot. I was like, I, I drew this up and before I go forward with putting this on this steel here that I had made, the stainless nickel shim gomai, uh, I was like, I, is it okay? And he's like, dude, go ahead. I am so fucking stoked to see what this looks like when you're done. That's yeah. awesome. And that was it. it. Is, I didn't hurt nobody's is, feelings. Nobody hurt right. mine. Yeah, it's anyways. just a simple conversation to have with somebody if it's, you got inspired by their work and you you want to sh- you know do something yeah, similar. I would have said yes. The fact that this guy, when he got called out in the comments, he no. he wrote back to me saying, "I lost my mind." He goes, "You must be losing your mind. This is my design," and I'm like, "Bro, <laughs> I have the receipt of yeah. you downloading it with your name on it three days ago." Kind anyway. of reminds you of a different company, huh? Oh my good god! <laughs> I, I, it's it's really really like narcissistic, sociopathic behavior that I will never tolerate no, ever. No, and when you get people. burned and you get flamed, and then by the way, he melted down on Facebook and looking for sympathy, had another big long diatribe about how he hates the world and wrote all this stuff down. And I'm like, how do you not see? That it, uh, what you're my doing grandfather, okay. <laughs> my grandfather had a saying: "If everywhere you go smells like shit, it's probably it's you. you." And that is exactly what happened with this. And I'm like, I want to have this conversation with him and go, you know, man, that's like this. The scenario you're involved in is all a result of your own decisions. Either you've never been taught this, or you're not smart enough to recognize. <laughs> that this is occurring because of your own choices. And hopefully at some point you could just say, you know what? I need to improve myself. Yes. I need to look within and improve myself. And I, I got to tell you, I have no sympathy for this continued victim mentality no. that if you're going to sit here and play the victim. And by the way, like there's a bunch of people that wrote underneath like, oh, dude, you're great. I love your work and everything. And don't let the world get you down. And <laughs> I wanted nothing more than to write in or send a video and be like, this is really what happened. And right. this is the reason why this guy is getting all this negativity. It's because he made a very poor choice and then got called out on it. And so it, it, anyway, I don't want to go on the long thing, but if if you know i think he listens to this and i and i i wanted to like almost wanted to call him and be like mm-hmm. hey let's use this as a learning experience not exactly. something yes. to keep beating yourself down about it use it as a learning experience and go hey i'm going to be better tomorrow i'm going to do better right now i'm going to make a difference right now and i'm going to make a change because i don't believe he's a bad guy i don't believe that you know he's the the type of person that needs to have all this negativity i just really want him to know like hey there was such a better way to handle all of this and you didn't do it so maybe next time do this this and this and hopefully he could accept it however i don't think he'd want to have that conversation i don't think he'd ever even want to go down that road unfortunately and when you hear me say that i don't care if you take my design and do whatever you want with it or whatever but don't claim it as your own. Don't sit there and tell people like, oh, I designed this and this is going to solve so many problems for the community. And I'm no. I, they're on my <laughs> website and all these different colors. And 
are you serious right now? Like, yeah, of course people are going to call you out. I didn't even have to do it. No. Like it 50 people called him out. Yeah. <laughs> took a minute. It was like, good God, man. All right. Anyway, speaking <laughs> of calling people out. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm waiting for where the segue is coming from. Do you know who wouldn't screw you over? Maritime Nice Supply. <laughs> <laughs> Oh All right, God. since you're doing it, Brian, go ahead. Do the read for Maritime, <laughs> please. Maritime Knife Supply, let me tell you what. Lawrence Lake over there is the man. He gets things into the U.S. just as fast as if it was being shipped starting from here. And his prices are fantastic. You got to, I mean, you're getting that exchange rate difference. I mean, from real money over to that monopoly money up hey, north. No. <laughs> you just you you make some bank off of it. You you get things for cheaper. You get things just as fast as if it was shipped here. And all you have to do is go over to maritimenicesupply.com and let them know that the work for it podcast is what sent you your sent you his way. There it is. Did you see that reel that Lawrence put up of the the receipts printing the yeah. st- uh, the labels <laughs> printing? I was blown away Dude, at how much business he's doing. You posted yesterday? Oh my it's goodness. Nuts. It's nuts. He's yeah. crushing it. Yeah. Like did I really did not the collaborate. I got to tell you, I the main reason why I think Lawrence is really uh has become as successful as he has is because of me. So, I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, it's Work it's for all, a podcast. It's all because that idea so is, it started with the rules, right? It started with that idea in the rules. Oh, uh, man. I'm so there. glad he got that idea from <laughs> me now, for sure. Did either of you guys watch the show The Bear? Yes. No. You so great. Brian, you remember that episode where they turned on the online sh- the online oh, ordering? Yes, I do. It lo- that's what I imagine because yes. they in the show, they turn on online ordering and didn't put any sort of limiter on that. So all of a sudden they had like 105 orders for French fries, tw- yep. you know, 58 steaks, you know, just on and on and on. I mean, it looks the exact same way over at Lawrence Lake shop. So, I mean, good for him, right? Yeah, it was kill. It was killer to watch that process. It reminded me of when we first started Housemade and like right around the holidays, we had that same thing where i would send like the the labels to the printer and it would just keep spitting them out you know it was it was great and so i i just i really appreciate what lawrence has done for the community because i think there's some other vendors that sell stuff to the community that it feels like you're you're really you're doing work you're buying from a bigger corp which is fine like that's hey that's cool but when you buy from lawrence you're buying from Lawrence. You know I what I mean? He's the Lawrence. one packing the boxes and stuff. Yeah, I, I ordered from Lawrence last night. Okay. I ordered from Maritime Knife Supply, I should say. I waited th- for all that rush to go through and all that. And I was like, I'll just wait. And I, ha- I needed some heat treat foil. And that's pretty much all I needed. And I was like, you know, I'll put the order in now. I'll just use my gift certificate for that and pay the extra I need to pay. And we'll get my heat treat foil. Well, less than three minutes later, I got notification saying that my package was ready to ship uh lawrence awesome. messaged me no sorry i got a message from lawrence first asking me how do you want me to ship the package lawrence sent me a message literally asked me who do you want me to use to ship that package to you oh right on okay. yeah you know who, who what other supplier i was thinking like just message and be like who do you want me to send I would this? like you to ship it in a box, please. Yeah, yeah, in a box, please, with the <laughs> shipping label. But no, you know, like, which courier some do you want me to use? some peanuts in so, there. So, you know, I had him use Canada Post. So, yes, because I've had issues in the past with different couriers getting shit out to me here because I'm not, not that I'm remote, but I'm far out. So, like, it's, uh, it's a little inconvenient. That's the kind that. of service you get from Lawrence. Yeah. Like, he 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 will take the extra step, which and I really like. Some of like. you guys are actually lucky in the States because some guys get their stuff quicker than I could get it. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, Texas. It's true. And I'm like, how? I'm nine hours up the fucking road and people in Texas could get their shit quicker. But it's just at a certain point on your way up here, uh, delivery, like, terminals and all that start getting scarce. And uh, so the shit gets stuck in Moncton or like shit will literally drive right by me down to Moncton, then back up to Edmonston. And it's just ridiculous. So I'm just a half hour out of the way too much. 
<laughs> that we 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 hear you for sure but uh for definitely to go check out maritimeknifesupply.com he also carries baker forge steel which i don't know if you guys saw the reel i put out uh right before new year's but brent is working on yeah. a oh. copper my ripple thicker clipper oh. and he's actually using solid copper as the oh. handles Dude, this thing is I was drooling over it that thing is so beast. sexy and the oh. steel looks so good and we did a test etching gator piss and it was just like oh dude like and in the comments people are like when can i buy that when can i buy that i want that i want that i want that so uh all I, handmade thicker clipper from brent in and baker forge uh steel which you can go to bakerforge.com check I, out everything they have on there and use wfi 10 as the promo code he should so that you can get 10 percent off. off yeah he should auction that off i yeah, think if there's so many he, he's got buyers already yeah exactly he should auction that off and get a good buck for it because i'm sure he yeah, yeah. It, it just feels heavy like you're you have it in your hand and it just feels like thick and beefy and heavy. That's, it's just amazing. I feel piece. that every time I go to the bathroom and pee. So that's, that's, <laughs> okay. that's completely fine with me. Off of that, use WFI10 at bakerforge.com for 10% off. That's it. That's it. And then when you're ready to preserve <laughs> that steel and you want a nice hard wax coating, you're going to use Pelican Paste. Make sure you go to pelicanpaste.com and you can use the same promo code WFI10. He's got hand salves. He's got soft wax paste. He's got hard shell wax paste, and it's all made right here in the United States by Travis Haynes of Bird Forge. He is making the best, the best wax that you can put on any project that you're working on that you want to preserve the exterior uh, of it. I've been using it on my little coffee scoops, which, by the way, the coffee scoop reel did go to a million. It's a million, two, I think, at this point. Uh and I used uh, Pelican paste on those uh, to preserve it. So, um, and also all these people in my comments section telling me that I'm going to get poisoned by the copper that I used to make the scoop. Are you, have you lost your, your minds? Your oh my good God. <laughs> the amount of people telling me that copper is not food safe. Literally, I made that copper scoop out of the pipes that we use to deliver our water. Right. Yep, and that's my, that's Ugh. probably what you know would have wiped out uh, ancient Egyptian civilization, but you know they survived through their <laughs> copper infused lives. So yeah, we're good. <laughs> and I understand that copper, if you you use it in something acidic like tomato juice or vinegar, it can definitely uh, leach a, a, a toxin into whatever you're cooking. This is for a coffee; it's dry goods. We're just using right. it to scoop coffee. Now back to Pelican Paste. Um, I got a little package from from Travis, and mm. I got a little bit of the hand salve and a couple other things. The soft, the so many great things. That hand salve. Have you guys used that stuff yet? I haven't used it yet. Oh. I don't know if it's gotten here yet. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's go so good. Package. I got some too, and I gotta go grab that. It's, it's um. I used it once. The big thing for me is it's not greasy. You know how sometimes you use mm. those hand salves and it just kind of gives you yeah. like an oily, greasy feel? None of that. And I put it on once and like all of the all of the dry skin around my hands and the, the calluses, they're all like nice and soft now. It feels uh, really good. That's not cool. Um, nice and hydrated <laughs> for sure. Soft but, hands. <laughs> Knife makers. No, so I mean, those calluses are still there, but they're not like yeah, they're not scratchy or gross yeah. or yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you're trying to you know be nice and romantic with your girlfriend and you hey run, now whoa 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 her neck and she's like oh you hey scra- whoa 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 you're cut off, Bickle. Nah, Come on now. Nah, nah, nah. I'm only talking about necks, nothing below the neck. <laughs> All right, that's enough. <laughs> Yeah. Goodness. Yeah, no, I gotta go pick mine up in Maine. I uh, I definitely gotta cross over. I actually think I'm gonna go because you know the hill is open. There is a little bit of man-made snow, so I might just go release the beast a bit and fucking get to work after that. So I yeah. might just go pick up my salve and my wax and all that jazz. Yeah, you gotta try out that that hand wax. That stuff is absolutely fantastic. I wonder if you make sure. snowboard wax too. Hit him up. I'm sure he can make it happen. I think you could use the uh, his original hard shell wax for that. 
actually. So it's really similar, I think. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but we ran out of toilet paper, so I had to use lettuce leaves. Let us know yeah. about it. Today was just the tip of the iceberg. All right. Anyway, we appreciate you guys oh uh, for supporting our work here at WFI. And uh, we, if you're a Patreon, you get to ask a question in the comments or actually in the uh, we use the messaging system over at Patreon. So if you want to send us a direct message, you can. That question will then get read on uh, here and then we answer it in the after show. So. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to go through real quick. Speaking of, how many how, do we have any new Patreons members? Uh, I think so. Yes. Uh, but let me real quick. Let me read. Um, bu- 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 I, man, we got some really good ones here. Uh, Mr. Eduardo. Eduardo Sol. Um <laughs> He was on uh, the he, uh, pre-show today. It was, it was fun talking to him. Oh, I love Ed so much. Uh, yeah. Uh, he says, hey, guys, topic for the ap- after show. Starting a newsletter. I hear a lot of people talking about how powerful of a tool it is, but I'm a gorilla with a hammer. How do I start one? Is there an app? How do I get people to sign up? I don't even know where to start. Thank you and God bless. That's from Eduardo Soul. We're going to answer that in the after show um, about doing a doing a, a newsletter an email newsletter and yes we have uh active patrons right now we have oh look at this three new patrons justin modica thank you and mr cj johnson of badass blade works nice and vanden gaskel gaskjolen what was that i know i'm gaskjolen I know I'm murdering that. I don't. It, I'm assuming he's from the Scandinavian part of the world. Uh, but we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for supporting our show. You can do that for as little as one dollar a month or ten dollars and eighty cents a year. Let's move on to the after show, fellas. What do you think? Yeah, baby. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Bye bye. Bye. See you later. Goodbye. <laughs> Ta-ta. Ta-ta, everyone. (laughs)